Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about the first season of the stellar Amazon original animated series, Invincible. So this series is based on the groundbreaking comic series by Robert Kirkman. Um, and Invincible is an adult animated superhero series that revolves around 17-year-old Mark Grayson, who's just like every other guy his age, except his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man. But as Mark develops powers of his own, he discovers his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. This is um, this is a property that I've been aware of for a while. Um, I have always been a fan of comics my entire life. And uh, I only recently, I would say last two, three years, really got heavily into indie comics. Uh, stuff that's outside of the big two, uh, that being Marvel or DC, for those of you who are unfamiliar. Um, some of the players in that would be Image uh, is probably the biggest, and then Dark Horse is up there. Um, Boom Studios, that's one. Ani Press, that's another. Um, <clears throat> uh, Vertigo, DC Vertigo, that's a good one as well. So there's there's all kinds of different ones, and basically what those those um, companies give creators an opportunity to do is tell stuff that is kind of outside the normal for comic books. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like. If you ask them, if you say comics to them, they think probably Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Thor, Iron Man, Avengers, you know what I mean? And and that makes sense. You know, that's the stuff that most people know. That's the stuff that's really mainstream. But a lot of times, especially more recently, my favorite stuff has been the stuff that is not mainstream. Uh, the stuff that comes from Image is usually my favorite stuff. Uh, so my fam- favorite comics I've ever read have been indie comics. And I think that they just give such an interesting... Uh, like just a different flavor, like stuff that you're not used to. And because they don't have to, um, they they don't have to fall into like an ongoing continuity or they don't have to set up the next big crossover or they don't have to make like X amount of dollars to, and they don't have to lead into this movie so that when people watch the movie, they're interested in this comic and that you like that whole thing. It just gives you a chance to explore a lot of more interesting stories. And one of the first ones that I read and one of the first ones that I had heard of was Invincible. It's a really, really big comic. Um, and I read like the first couple of volumes, but that shit is intimidating. This is a long comic. I mean, this is an expansive story. And that's one of the things that I knew about it the most is that it was kind of the textbook example of what I just described because it doesn't have to adhere to um, what the the head honchos want and it doesn't have to tie into these crossover events or reset the status quo for this big reboot or anything like that it could kind of be whatever it wanted it was a superhero story with lasting consequence consequences where things changed and stayed changed they didn't just get reset every couple of years and i think that that is just an intriguing idea and like everything about this this series was was really really cool to me the extreme violence the way that it twisted a lot of uh, things on its head and I just, I was really intrigued by it. And I really enjoyed what I read. But like I said, I mean, this, if you go to get, there's three omnibuses of this book. I mean, they're like bigger, bigger than the dictionary. Like I'm talking, these are massive books. And so just like buying into that and starting from the beginning, it's, it's a lot. And I kind of fell off of it. And then this series came around. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read this because I love comics from Image and I've been reading all this other cool stuff. I've been reading like Robert Kirkman stuff and I really like his writing and and I'm finally going to do it because this series is coming out and there's no better time. And, um, and I just kind of 
kept not doing it. I just kind of kept putting it off and, and, and it just didn't really ever happen. I never managed to, to read through it. And so I was just like, well, I'm just going to keep waiting. just going to keep waiting. I don't want to watch the show. I don't want to, you know, I want to ruin it for myself. And then, and that's just lasted obviously a long time. I mean, you, you know, this series came out like a while ago and I'm just now getting to it, but I don't know. I've been wanting some new stuff to watch and I saw this pop up on one of the best series of uh, 2021. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time. Uh, if I get around to the series, I get around to it. But the fact remains that there's a ton of issues of it. And and if I get to it, I get to it. But if not, I think there's no problem with watching the TV show now. So I finally just buckled down and watched it. And I can tell you, I love this. I really, really love this. Uh, it, it, you know, like I said, I didn't get that far into the comic book. So I don't know the degree to which things have been changed or um, you know, like certain things have been cut out or things have been added. I'm really not sure. And it's been a while since I read even those few volumes that I did read. So I don't totally remember. I know a lot of this, at least to start, is very similar. But after a certain point, I, I'm i not exactly sure uh, what changes were or were not made. But I really, really enjoyed this. This was one of my favorite things that I've seen all year. And I think a big part of it comes down to uh, the characters and also the way it uses superhero tropes but twist them to uh to really like strongly benefit the story that it's telling you get that classic sort of spider-man vibe where it's like i'm i'm a high schooler and i'm also a superhero and i'm developing these powers and i can't balance my time and i got this love triangle and like all that kind of stuff but i think like it just it's done in a way that feels more realistic I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely a lot of parts about the show. I would say, honestly, I think the weaker parts are some of especially like the high school romance and that kind of thing. Like there's certain parts where I think it's done really well. And then there's other parts where I feel like, okay, this is just not this is just not true to any experience that I've ever had as a high school student, um, like romantically or otherwise, like just in general. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I know I grew up. In, in a very safe school and and you know it's definitely different than it is in a lot of places but like there's never there's never a thing of like you know the the big bully is like hey you and it's like in the middle of the hallway i'm gonna fuck you up and they're just like calling you out by name and stuff it's like no you like you like mouth off about something and you guys like have some sort of weird conflict about whatever and then it kind of escalates it's not just like mark grayson i'm gonna beat your ass it's like that's that's not a thing that happens anywhere i don't think and then um yeah just a lot of the dialogue and stuff it can be a little bit cringy but there are parts of it where i think it really excels where when they're having more personal conversations and more emotional um like deeper deeper situations are happening between them i think a lot of that stuff is really good towards the tail end of mark's relationship with what's her face um I don't even bother to remember her name because I know he's supposed to end up with Eve anyway. So it's just like, just get to the Eve part. She's so clearly the one that you should be with anyway. Um, but yeah, towards the tail end of that, it's like those, some of those conversations are really well done. And like the reaction that the friend has to finding out that Mark was invincible the whole time. I think that was really well done. And their conversations about all that were intriguing. And then the way that there's sort of conflict between them, because Mark is kind of dicking around. He He's more focused on this other girl than he is um, on helping his friend and the, the possibility that his friend's love interest might be in danger, like, and the way that that kind of uh, creates some problems for them. And I like that you get, um, you get the sense that he's having uh, a hard time balancing that stuff, not just in terms of like, 
time management and that kind of thing. But in terms of like having experiences that people will understand, he's going to have uh, a very different perspective from his friends because they haven't done the things that he's done. They don't have the responsibilities that he has. They don't like they haven't lived through these experiences. And so like talking to other superheroes and stuff is much, you know, it's much easier for him to explain his feelings and the things that he's going through. But at the same time, he can't just be that person. He can't just always have those conversations. So he needs to try to figure out a way to balance it and to explain it to people that haven't lived through it. And I think that watching him kind of struggle between those two worlds and all the different iterations that that took, I think that was really well done. I also really, really loved the family dynamic in this. In particular, I think my favorite member of the family unit was uh, his mom, Debbie. That is a kind of non-character in the comic from everything that I've heard. And particularly, you know, from the stuff that I've read, a lot of this stuff is is definitely new. That I picked up on a lot is that the mom makes a much stronger presence. She's a much more active participant in the story. And I really, really love everything that she goes through. I mean, the in the the kind of turmoil and the the like she wants to believe, obviously, that her husband is is who she she knows him to be and that he's a good person and that he would never do anything like what she's you know what the clues seem to be pointing towards but realizing that like something darker is afoot here and that something happened that he's not telling her you know like someone somewhere is lying and that she's not getting the whole truth and her um you know the way that she goes on this this journey to try to figure out exactly what happened and the way that they come into conflict and a lot of the moments where she tries to challenge him and you can tell that he feels like threatened and and immediately gets angry about that. Like there is a moment I think where he's like, are you challenging me? Like, and like that power dynamic and stuff, it was so, so like interesting to watch. It was just a really engaging aspect of the show. Um, And then the way that, that Mark and his dad, holy shit. The last episode of this was insane. Oh my God. I mean, look, trust me, I've read parts of this and I've seen, you know, various uh, panels and pages that are really famous. And I know that this is a, a very, very gory comic. Uh, I know that's a big part of what gains it, it uh, attention when it was first coming out. But like the impact that you feel in a lot of this is just like, holy shit. Like they're just leveling cities and there's that part where he holds him and like just pushes him through that train as it's oncoming like oh my god i i (laughs) the last episode was ridiculous like that those fight scenes were amazing and just like the amount of power disparity that you feel between these two characters it's like i mean it's 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 scary because like no matter what mark throws at him it's just like please and then he can just bat him halfway across the world like it's it's crazy and i think like just the desperation of that episode and the way that like it really feels conclusive like it it was a pretty amazing epic end to this i really really enjoyed watching that fight and watching how like everything has led to this and just like I mean, the whole story to lead up to that was so entertaining and so gripping. And then the way that it culminates is just, it's perfect. Um, in terms of the actual story and the structure of everything, I really thought that that was one of the best ways that the show excelled as well. I like that on an episode to episode basis, you're getting an intriguing open and shut story, but then also on a, um, like on the overarching story, that's also its own intriguing 
thing. You know, you're kind of getting both and you're kind of getting one with the other. Every episode, you're peeling back more layers to this mystery. You're progressing through the story, but you're also getting a self-contained, interesting episode. And I really liked how many plates that this series simultaneously kept spinning. And I think it was very masterful how well it did that. Um, one of my favorite episodes, probably my single favorite episode besides the finale was the episode with, um, um, oh shit, the, the criminal that was voiced by Mahershal Ali, uh, whatever his name was, that was a great episode. I mean, just the, the dialogue, the way the story progressed, the insane violence at the end. I mean, it was just like top to bottom, a really, really great episode. Um, the, the part where, um, they his daughter and and him are are sitting on the fire escape and they're talking about you know he's like are you a good guy and like all that stuff like i something about um conversations with characters in fiction and children is like one of my favorite things and i know that sounds really weird especially the way i phrase it but i love that how you can use a child as a story device i think that the uncomplicated perspective that children come at the world with can be a really interesting perspective to have in a story especially when you're dealing with one that has so many gray areas and that's kind of what that whole episode is is one big gray area you know he's doing bad things but he has good reasons he's not a bad person he's just he's just trying to make ends meet and he's caught in a really bad situation that he can't find a way out of and the way that he chooses to get out of it you know, it's 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 a wrong choice and it leaves a lot of people hurt and it creates a lot of problems. But you understand why he's doing it. And I think that having the daughter as a presence in that and the way that she like inspires him to to try to figure out a way out of this and like the way that they interact with one another. I thought that that was really well done. And I just I don't know. That was a great episode just in general from beginning to end. So, yeah, I really don't have any major complaints with the show. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked all the characters for the most part except for Rexplode, that guy can just get the hell out. I mean, I know he was supposed to be annoying. They do sometimes go a little bit overboard with how annoying he is. But still, um, I liked a lot of the intrigue. I liked the world building a lot. I think that there was a lot of characters that are really creative. I liked the way that it took a lot of traditional superhero tropes and kind of twisted them into something new that you hadn't seen before. The animation was amazing. The action was great. The voice acting is fantastic, especially in that last episode from Steven Yoon. Holy shit. The pain and the betrayal and all that stuff that comes across through just a vocal performance was incredible. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. And I highly recommend this to you, particularly if you like superhero stories and you've read a lot of them. This will be really refreshing and be really fun for you to check out. So, yeah, if you somehow haven't gotten around to it in the past year, I would say now would probably be a great time. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally got to it. And I'm glad I had something exciting to talk about on an episode again. So, yeah, this is a good one. All right, before we get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for a really fantastic meet last night. Um, I am a diver. I dive for my school's diving team, and that has been taking a lot of my time recently. And to be quite honest with you, it's not entirely something that I want to do. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be doing it if I had complete choice, but there's some, you know, there's like some reasons behind why I figured it would be better to just power through it for my last year. And um, 
and I I don't like meats. I'm just gonna flat out say that I don't, or maybe more so, I didn't like meats. Um, I, the stress of them, I don't like having an audience. I don't really like competing. I'd rather just do it for fun, and that's so that that means that like meats are just a hard thing for me, and I've never really enjoyed them. But last night I went to my very first meet of the season. And I had a lot of fun. I've never come away from a meet being like, that was fun. But this was, I really enjoyed getting the chance to talk to people I wouldn't normally get to talk to and trying to talk to like every diver and, you know, talk about their dives, talk about other stuff, you know, whatever they had going on. Um, trying to just take the competition completely out of it and just like not look at these people as competitors, just uh, look at them as people that I wanted to talk to and just like, you know, just kind of get to know a little bit for the short time that I was with them. So yeah, I think that took a lot of the pressure off because you're not like performing for like these, these stone cold people from other schools that, you know, you don't know. And it's more like, no, you're just kind of, you're just all there to do one thing and you're just going to, you know, you, you do what you do, you do your best. And, and, and that's it. I think that that helped a lot in terms of making me less nervous and stressed out going up onto the board and stuff because um, yeah, that that can that can be nerve wracking for sure. So yeah, I had a lot of fun, and um, and and I'm looking forward to going through the rest of the season. All right, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, rate your podcast five stars is super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time. You actually are invincible.